Hey everyone, it's Robert Poole with the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, it's likely that you've either been in business for a while as an entrepreneur or as a professional. It's also likely that you have an incredible asset inside you that you don't know even exists. Let's find out what that is. Do you have a small business that sells to other businesses? If so, you probably know that there are plenty of resources for companies that market to consumers or companies that sell to large and Fortune 500 type companies. But what about the small businesses in the middle who sell to other companies? Where do we go to get answers? How do we grow our company consistently while still keeping our sanity? That's the question, and this podcast is the answer. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who are willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. You're one of the heroes in our society, and you should be proud of it. Welcome to the tribe, and welcome home. Okay, everyone, I hope you're having a fantastic day today. In the last episode, we had a great interview with Jack Eames about partnerships. If you missed that one, I'd highly recommend you check it out. It'll definitely be worth your time. In this episode, I want to talk about you and me and something I discovered in myself in the last year that I really believe you have in you as well. And to illustrate uh, what I'm talking about, I'm going to tell you a story about what I've been through in the past year and how it's forced change in me that's been really good personally and how I think you can benefit from some of the same strategies. You know, as of the time of this recording, there seems to be light at the end of the tunnel with the coronavirus epidemic, but, you know, it can certainly change. But the advent of a vaccine has, I think, helped people feel better about the future than any time in the past year. However, you know, it's been a tough year for people in all walks of life and definitely for a lot of small entrepreneurs trying to keep their businesses afloat. You know, as an example, my company, Sales Double, we lost about 30% of our annualized revenue in the first two weeks of the lockdown in the U.S., We've since then recovered, but, you know, it certainly got my attention. If our clients' revenue sources dried up like they did overnight, they in turn have to stop any service that isn't absolutely critical. If it comes to paying their mortgage or paying our company, it's really not a decision. A lot of businesses have come back, but, you know, unfortunately, some haven't, which is a real tragedy. I would say, however, that, you know, even if you're part of the fortunate few that have actually grown during this period, it's caused a lot of reevaluating all parts of our businesses. So here we are at the end of March in 2020. All my staff had been sent home. So it was just me in our large office space, kind of like having a large penthouse to yourself, except for, you know, no jacuzzi, of course. And, you know, like a lot of people, I started spending time reflecting on my business, the direction where we were going, you know, how we were currently growing and so on. You know, in this reflection, I started to look into growth strategies and tactics that I never really paid much attention to. For instance, uh, online sales funnels. I mean, I knew what a sales funnel was, but not necessarily how to use them effectively online, because I didn't really think they were rev- uh, relevant to ourselves uh, and or most of our clients being B2B. However, I knew I needed to expand my thinking, so I enrolled in Russell Brunson's One Funnel Way Challenge, uh, which is a great program about how to create and market online with sales funnels. And regardless of your industry or experience level, I highly recommend it. It's a great back-to-basics type of program in a lot of ways. Like a lot of challenges you see in the online training industry, that you see on Facebook or whatever, it was a 30-day challenge with daily content you had to go through and homework to complete each day. You know, of course, I wasn't the best student and I didn't always do my homework as I thought it wasn't relevant to B2B companies like myself. But one of the big things that Russell Brunson focuses on and teaches in the challenge is on creating online content, what he calls publishing. Basically putting your knowledge out in the marketplace in the form of a blog, a podcast, a YouTube channel, that sort of thing. Russell would say things like, you know, publish every day for a year and your money problems go away. And, you know, at the time, I thought what most people think when they hear that, uh, you know, what can I possibly talk about every day? 
since, you know, I was not one of those people who can just BS their way through any old subject, I thought, well, maybe someday, but not right now. So there I was, and it wasn't until I decided to enroll in Russell's high-end coaching program just after the 4th of July last year that I really had to reconsider this. First week of the coaching program, you know, they have you decide on a publishing platform. Great, you know. Fortunately for me, this coaching program was very expensive uh, and not uh, a drop in the bucket by any means. So that was motivation alone to do what they said. And if you're paying a lot for advice, you're much more likely to take it than to just, you know, a free advice you get. I remember thinking, you know, I have no idea what I'd talk about, but I decided that a podcast would be the best idea as I like podcasts myself. So I was at least comfortable with the format. And, you know, you have to understand that this was a very uncomfortable idea for me, probably, you know, more accurately scary. I'm not scared of much in this life except, you know, tarantulas, sharks, and my family being in danger. But probably at fourth on that list would be having my thoughts recorded and floating around online. I'm a pretty private person, so exposing myself was not something I was excited about. I finally took the plunge and did my first episode as Russell recommended. And, you know, it was very painful. You can probably hear it in my voice if you go back and listen to episode zero of this podcast. Now, once I took that scary step of publishing it um, to a podcast service, I knew I was stuck, you know. I had to come up with more episodes or I'd look like a total idiot just having one episode. So one of the things that gave me comfort was something that Steve Larson said on his podcast and that it was, you know, he had no idea what episode 95 would be about and he'd worry about it when he finished episode 94. I tried doing the same thing. I started brainstorming a list of topics I knew something about. Um, You know, the way I did it was to think, well, you know, what would I tell my two young daughters about how to grow a business? You know, my original title for this podcast was even actually Lessons for My Daughters. But by thinking of it by that way, uh, it seemed to help me get started. I started to think, well, you know, what mistakes have I made in 25 plus years in business and most of it being in B2B? You know, what uh, things could I help them avoid? At first, it was tough coming up with something, but as I started doing it, it became easier and easier, and the topic started popping up my mind. I really surprised myself with what I came up with, and that's why I'm telling you this story. If you're listening to this podcast, I believe you and each of us in business for any length of time have a fountain of experience, past mistakes, and advice for somebody who is maybe only a little bit behind you in building their business. You know, if you're like me, you may be thinking, well, yes, you know, I have experience, but I don't want to be a teacher or a coach. And, you know, that's valid and I totally get it. I certainly had no interest in doing that when I started publishing my podcast. And of course, a podcast or any kind of publishing for that matter can be great from a promotional and marketing point of view as it helps to get your message out to your ideal client and customer base if done right. And, you know, it takes time to build a following, but it's a great way to add value to your prospects' lives and establish you as an authority and expert in your area. You know, and this is, you know, quite frankly, the reason most people do podcasts and blogs and YouTube. You know, it's kind of a no-cost advertising that can often beat out paid advertising over time. I mean, you know, it's not free as it takes up a lot of your time to generate quality content, but well worth it in my opinion. So if you ask Russell Brunson or just about anyone in the marketing industry, you know, why you should publish, it's because of this promotional aspect and developing a following of prospective customers that you can sell to. And I totally agree with that from a marketing perspective. That just makes a lot of sense. However, for me personally, this experience has had a much deeper impact than just another way of marketing to our ideal customers. Before I get into the biggest thing publishing has done for me, I wanted to give you a little background perspective. You know, I once heard Tony Robbins, or maybe it was another speaker, I can't remember for sure, but, you know, they said something to the effect that the reason you're not making the amount of money you want to make in your business is that you haven't grown into the business person that delivers that amount of value to the marketplace and who is worth that income that you want. 
Now, that's a hard pill to swallow. And to be honest, I wasn't sure if I even believed that for a while. However, I've come to believe that that's true. I mean, if let's say you're currently making, you know, 75K a year in personal income from your business, if you want to make uh, 250,000, the problem is generally not your business. It's likely you. You know, and that may tick you off. You may not buy into that. Uh, you know, I don't mean to offend anybody, but I believe that about myself and my own business. I know the reason that I'm not making 10 million a year in personal income is that I've not become that business person that provides that much value to the marketplace. And I haven't developed the skill set to manage that size of a business yet. If I had a business like that all of a sudden, you know, it'd probably go bankrupt within a year. And it's got nothing to do with circumstances like the economy, who's in the White House, what our clients are doing, and so on. It's me. That's painful, but it's the cold, hard truth. Now, that was a a little aside, but it's important to understand my perspective before I talk about how this publishing thing and developing this podcast in particular has changed my life. Although the business that comes from this marketing exposure publishing is great, in my experience, there's a much more valuable benefit, and that's the change it uh, forces on you as a business person. You know, if you had told me, uh, you know, a year ago that uh, one year later I had a podcast with over 60 episodes published, I would have laughed you out of the room. I mean, this journey so far has affected me in in two major ways, both of them related to my personal growth, which in my opinion is far more important than the business that comes from it. The first way it's impacted me is that it's forced me to get out of my comfort zone and onto the public stage, so to speak. I had a business partner for 20 plus years, and we fell into roles uh, eventually of him as the public face of the company and me behind the scenes running operations, sales and marketing systems, etc. Now, I had to slowly step out of my comfort zone in the last few years and that role behind the scenes and become the face of the company. I mean, that's a big change for me. You know, by nature, I'm an introvert, uh, so it's definitely a change. I mean, I feel totally comfortable selling and conversing one-on-one, and I also don't mind speaking to large groups of people, thanks to my mother pushing me into doing public speaking as a child. But, you know, if you ask me to go into a small group at a cocktail party or whatever, I dread it, and I'm very uncomfortable. All this being said, you know, committing to publishing is morphed into other areas in my life that I previously would have been very uncomfortable with. Things like facilitating small mastermind groups and coaching groups would have been out of the question in the past. And publishing has pushed me out of that comfort zone and allowed me to do things I never would have done before. So pushing me to expand in my skill sets and personal growth has been a big one. Things like this are much more valuable in molding me to become that person I want to be to make the money I want to make, uh, other than just some short-term business leads. The second major thing publishing has done for me is been to force myself to document my thoughts, my ideas, lessons learned, and the knowledge I've gained in my business career. That in itself doesn't sound too exciting, but stick with me for a minute. You know, if you had asked me prior to publishing and doing this podcast, you know, hey, Robert, I need help growing my business. What should I do? What do you think is important in your experience and what pitfalls should I look at? I mean, I think I would have said, uh, I don't know, figure out how to sell your product and be prepared for a long, painful journey. And I'm not kidding. I really don't know what I would have said, you know, had my daughters asked me that same question. In fact, I could barely explain what my company did in layman's terms. I mean, it was so bad that, you know, when my wife and I first got married 15 years ago, she'd literally tell people her husband sold drugs because she didn't understand what I did, except that I made a good living. And, you know, one of the most important things in business and in life in general is clarity. If we aren't very clear and have uh, specific ideas about something, you know, it's not going to improve. You know, I mentioned a minute ago that, you know, I had no uh, idea where to start or what I would talk about since I don't have that natural BSing ability to just talk about a subject endlessly. I have to think through things. So I started by using an Excel spreadsheet and started listing out all the ideas I could think of and 
things that impacted myself and our business over the years. And it started out with just a couple of ideas. And then each day I'd try to force myself to think of one or two other ideas. And over time, I'd develop a list of things I felt I knew something about. Not a, It didn't have to be a ton, but just something. And that was the start of my podcast. After each podcast, I'd look at my list and think, well, what else could I talk about for at least a few minutes that would provide some value? I found that, you know, even if I had just one concept and wasn't really sure what I could say about it more than a minute or two, once I started writing down my thoughts in an outline format or even a scripted format, you know, I kept coming up with ideas to further explain the concepts or concept and, you know, it just kind of went from there. So what does all this mean to you? What I'm getting at is that this force organization of thoughts and ideas forced me to put into words and all the things that have been bouncing around in my head for years. And the results of that have been outstanding and profound for me. It's really given me a level of confidence in business I never had before. Like a lot of business owners, every now and then I would doubt myself and say, geez, are our clients actually getting value out of our service? You know, it's funny. I mean, although our, you know, we've grossed tens of millions of dollars in business and had probably a couple thousand clients over the years, I still once in a while would doubt the value of my experience and our company's experience. But this confidence that was developed from organizing my thoughts you know, we're not talking about the kind of confidence that's an arrogant, I know it all type of confidence. It's more of a, hey, you know, I actually do know a few things and I can provide some value to other people in business. And this confidence helps immensely in implementing new strategies, attracting new customers and dealing with the growth, you know, of you as a person. You know, and in addition, you know, I found that I got so much more of a positive response from my own team and employees when I started demonstrating my knowledge and confidence in those areas. It's really excited my team and made them feel confident that their leader knows what he's talking about and is worth working with and listening to. That in itself is something you can't buy. I mean, this has helped me so much that I've cataloged so much of my knowledge based on trial and error experience that I'm writing a book that'll be sort of a summary of some of the most important business lessons. And I'm telling you that for two reasons. It's not, you know, so I can feel important being a you know, book or an author. You know, number one, once you start publishing, you'll find a fountain of information in your head that's a value. So eventually, you know, you'd be able to write a book if you wanted to. And number two, it's for a selfish reason. I know if I put this out in the public space, I can't procrastinate and wimp out and give up on, you know, writing the book. Accountability is one of the most important things in achievement and public shaming is one heck of a motivator to keep your word. So far, this episode is about me and my experience, but I wanted you to know that this change and these benefits can work for you like they did for me. Now, I was the last person I would expect to do a podcast or any kind of publishing. So if I can do it, so can you. Okay, so let's say for a minute, uh, I've convinced you about the importance of publishing. You know, it's going to take time. It's most likely going to be scary, especially when you're getting started and definitely uncomfortable. And you'll need to make a big commitment. A lot of people start a podcast, blog, whatever, do a few episodes and then give up. I mean, that's a total waste of your time. Either go all in or don't start. Now, you know, as you can gather, I'm definitely not an expert, but I'll give you some of the starting steps I did to help you get over the hesitation and excuses that we all have in our brain. So here are some of the basic steps I think you need to get started. Number one, you know, obviously you got to decide on your platform. Is that a podcast, a blog, a, you know, YouTube videos, that sort of thing? I don't know. If you consume more media on one platform than the other two, I would pick that as you're probably going to be most comfortable with the format. I mean, I'm a decent writer and would have no problem writing a blog, but I actually enjoy listening to the podcast, so that's what I did. Decide who your audience should be. If you don't have a very clear idea of who you're going to talk to through your publishing, don't start. Your content should be all directed at those people, their circumstances, their personalities, their interests. 
So once you do that, then start uh, brainstorming a spreadsheet like I explained. Try to come up with 10 ideas of things that you know a little about or are interested enough when it comes to the audience that you want to publish for. Each day, try to add to your list. You know, the larger the list, the less you'll worry about, you know, what am I going to talk about on episode 10 or 50 or whatever. Fourth, don't let the cost and logistics be an excuse. A lot of people fall for this one. Uh, I know I, I procrastinated a little bit because of this. But, you know, for instance, for a podcast, that means recording, uploading, and developing your podcast art, that sort of thing. I mean, this shouldn't be as an excuse as to why you delay starting. You can easily record with your phone, send the audio to someone on Fiverr or, you know, some site to clean it up for you for 20 bucks. Find a hosting service for $7 a month and have a freelancer design a, you know, podcast cover for a one-time charge of 50 bucks. I mean, you can do all those things in a matter of days, so there's really no excuse uh, in using that for not getting started. And, you know, a note on paying outsiders. You know, you may like doing the audio editing, graphic design, or whatever, but don't let yourself fall into that, you know, I can do it trap. I mean, um, that's the wrong answer unless you, you know, unless that's the core of your business, let's say, unless you're an audio editing firm or whatever, you know. Um, but someone else can most likely do it faster and they can cheap, do it cheaper than you can. And then the last thing, pull the trigger. I mean, quit trying to get everything just right so you can start. Upload that first episode before you talk yourself out of it. You can always improve the logistic part of it later. There's a ton more involved advice uh, and help out there with these different publishing platforms. But the point is, don't overcomplicate it. Just get started. You know, and then there are probably two last points that I think are important in helping you get over the hump to get started if you want the transformation I've gotten from publishing. Number one, quit worrying about what people consuming your content in the beginning think. I mean, it doesn't have to be that great. And let's be real. No one's actually listening to your podcast and, you know, except maybe your mother, if you're lucky. No one's reading your blog except for maybe a web crawler. And no one's watching your YouTube videos. So you can relax and be yourself because no one cares about you at this point and no one's watching you. So it's not a ding on you. It's just reality. Second, focus on being genuine and not overly formal and having such a slick production. I purposely don't edit much of my podcast. You know, if you've listened to me, you know that I don't use big words. I mispronounce words. I use too many filler words and so on. I'm definitely not a great orator, you know, but that's who I am. I even had speech therapy in elementary school, I think, and could probably use it now. But I think most people appreciate that genuineness. In fact, the other day, a client who had been listening to the podcast said, you know, it's like Robert's in the room with you just having a conversation. And of course, that's a great compliment. But what it really shows is that people are attracted to you as a person. If they don't like the way you talk or you act on video, you know, they, like, they don't like your accent or your ums or vocabulary or whatever. Guess what? You know, they're not going to do business with you anyway. So just be yourself. And this has been a lot, but I think one of the big takeaways from this is that you have a ton of knowledge that just needs to be extracted from your head that's of value to others who are behind you in their experience. I, I can't remember which speaker it was, but they reminded me about that movie with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio a while back uh, about the con men that the FBI finally caught who had taught, like, I think it was an advanced philosophy course at college posing as a professor. And then, you know, they asked him, how in the world did you do that? He just said, uh, well, I just read one chapter ahead of the students. And so you need to do the same thing. You don't have to have 25 years of experience, you know, to offer value. All you need to do, do is be one step ahead of those that you're going to give value to. And so besides the gift of providing value to your audience and getting potential business from the visibility and marketing you're publishing, the real payoff in my mind is who you become. Who you become is far more important than any short-term gain in business. Who you become will determine how fast your business grows and your ultimate success in business. 
That's all I have for today. I hope this was hopeful and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable and it's really an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate the show on your favorite podcast platform and give me your honest feedback. Also, I put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years owning a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. 